My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. My body belongs to God. And my body was made to honor God. These are the truths, the confessions, we got from 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 on Sunday. We started in on a body detox. Monday, we looked at starving addiction to feed prayer and fasting. Yesterday, we looked at starving debauchery to feed the filling of the Holy Spirit. And today, we'll look at another thing Scripture tells us to starve, to honor God with our bodies. That is sexual immorality. The Bible is very clear and consistent about sexual immorality. From creation to the law, throughout the Old Testament, to the words of Jesus and throughout the epistles, God's message has been very consistent. Now the Greek word for sexual immorality is one word, pornea. It's where we get our English word, pornography, but the Greek word does not mean pornography, it's just an umbrella term for sexual immorality. Jesus uses it and his audience of first century Jewish people would have known all the sexual immorality passages in the scriptures. Jesus spoke much on marriage and pornea really means any sexual activity outside of marriage. So this issue of sexual immorality can confront all of us because it includes anything outside of one man married to one woman. All sex and lust outside of marriage hurts us. The question is, why? What does it matter what I look at, what I think, and what I do with my body? Well, let's look today at the verses in 1 Corinthians just before the two verses where we get these confessions that we've been stating each day. These verses come out of a letter written to a church in a city where they worshipped false gods through temple prostitution. The way that you worshipped was to go to the temple and engage in sexual activity with a temple prostitute. That's how low a culture can sink. And that's why truth matters. And the truth we are talking about today matters for your life because you don't want to go where this stuff takes you. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 15 through 18. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never! Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said, the two will become one flesh. But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. So Paul has to write the Corinthian believers and tell them, Do you not know? And they would have said, No, we don't know. Just like many today do not know. No one has told them any of this. In fact, everyone is telling them the opposite. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? The church is the body of Christ. God does not dwell in buildings. He dwells in us together. Shall I then take the members of Christ, and this is the key word here, and it would have shocked the Corinthians. The word is unite. Unite them with a prostitute. The word unite means to permanently fuse at the deepest level. The world wants us to think that sexual immorality, that sex is a casual physical activity, 
even recreational. Like, I don't even know their name. It was spring break. I'll never see them again. What you don't know is that you left part of you with them. And a part of them came with you. Because this unite thing took place. You permanently fused yourself at the deepest level. Because that is what God created to happen when we engage in that activity. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? And he's not just talking about the physical part of oneness. He's talking about a soul bond that also happens at the deepest level. God did that to help married couples. He did that because he knew that if our sex life stayed healthy, it would keep a marriage strong. God gave us this soul bonding gift to take place between a husband and a wife. Then Paul quotes the very first mention of sexuality in the Bible. For it is said, the two will become one flesh. And again, God is not talking only about the physical. If you don't think sex affects us more deeply than just the physical, talk to anyone who has been abused in this way. They will tell you there was far more going on there than just the physical. And this is not very encouraging because all of us, to varying degrees, have violated this principle. Some of us are uniting with something or someone that is out of God's will for us. Soul ties are happening at the deepest level in many areas. Soul ties that are artificial, inappropriate, unstable. And when the casual relationship ends, our heart and soul gets ripped apart. You know why so many of our relationships are in trouble? Because we are trying to build them on broken and wounded hearts. We wound each other with inappropriate relationships or actions, and then we wonder why our marriages are weak. We're trying to love each other out of a broken, wounded heart. Let that sink in for just a moment, because the great thing is the Bible offers us a solution. God is always willing to offer us a way out if we will follow his way. When Jesus is our Lord, when we live by his ways, we benefit from them. When God gets involved, he does not just forgive, he cleanses and he heals. Psalm 103 says that God forgives all my sin and heals all my diseases. He doesn't just take our sin and cover it all up. No, he washes it away and he heals us. This is why God invites us to detox whatever toxins we have in our body. 1 Thessalonians 4, 4-5 Each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God. We don't know it automatically. We have to learn it. If you do what comes automatically, you'll load your body up with toxins. God wants us to learn his life-giving way to deal with these issues. God's not laying out a bunch of hard rules that restrict us. God wants to lay out a path of health and freedom and peace. Listen, God is for you, not against you, when it comes to detoxing your body. You know, God did not write one thing in the Bible for himself. He, he didn't need a book. He didn't write this book for him. He wrote it for us. He wrote it so we could learn to live the way we were meant to live. And it says to control our body in a way that is holy. Now, holy does not mean 
perfect. Holy means separate. God wants us to separate from the toxins of this world, to get away from them, to disconnect, to come out and apart from them. So if we are starving sexual immorality, what are we going to feed today? And this doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, but my goal here is just to use these points right out from Scripture. And we are going to feed fleeing. The Bible says right here in this passage, flee from sexual immorality. You don't resist it. You don't manage it. You don't handle it. You flee. You run from sexual immorality. Why? All other sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Other sins are not like this one, so you don't handle it the same way. This one permanently fuses you at the deepest level. Then it goes on into verse 19, which we've looked at this week. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Why should I honor God with my body? Because when you got saved, you accepted a deal with God. And here's the deal. God came to you and said, you have all these sins. And the only way you pay for those sins is by going to hell to pay for it. Hell is not a place where God sends people he is mad at. Hell is a place where people go to pay for their own sins. That's why good people wind up in hell along with bad people, because some good people reject Christ and choose to pay for their own sins. It's a foolish move, but you can do it. Pride drives a lot of good people to do it. But God offers us a way to have our sins paid for apart from us going to hell. God says that if you humble yourself and trust in what Christ did on the cross— God will accept Christ's death as payment for your sins, even though Jesus paid instead of you. And God says that if you accept God's Son as payment for your sins, that means you belong to God, because He bought and paid for you. So no longer do you get to make decisions based on what you want, you now have to make decisions based on what God wants. And the great thing is, God always wants what's best for you, because He loves you, and died for you. So now when I'm faced with an opportunity or a temptation, I have to ask what God wants me to do. I don't do what I want to do. I ask God what he wants me to do, and then do it. And what God wants me to do is flee from sexual immorality. Flee the places, both the physical locations and the digital locations where we are tempted. Flee from the people and influences that trap us. That's what God, the God who saved us and bought us, wants us to do. Let's turn to our daily prayer emphasis for today, which is Israel. Romans 10.1, brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. Let's pray that the gospel of Jesus Christ would advance in Israel. Pray for Israel's leaders and allies. Pray also for peace in Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure.